Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have an outstanding guest. Her name is Susan Goebel. She's a business strategist, entrepreneur, high-ticket closer, and published author. She's highly dedicated, highly skilled in what she does. She's wonderful at writing business proposals as well as technical or scientific publications. As a manager of the E. coli project at BioNiche, she developed a strong network of stakeholders and an agri-food industry, various government agencies, and the scientific community. She always maintained a high level of commitment to her work despite setbacks and market resistance associated with the introduction of a new product in the marketplace. She's an extremely well-organized person focused on market priorities and business development, and it's such a pleasure to to have her on the podcast. Uh, So looking forward to a conversation with you, Susan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation, Saladi. I'm so excited to be here at Outcomes Rocket. There's such amazing stuff that we can talk about today. Absolutely. So, so I totally agree with you, Susan. There's so much we could chat about. I want to start by asking you, what, what got you focused into the uh, healthcare sector? Well, back in my university days, I was very excited to have the opportunity to do these Friday lunch and learns up on mm-hmm. campus. And in this particular case, it was a passion of mine in the reproductive sector. And I was on campus where we had a medical school and it was neat to be able to go into the clinical situations meetings to hear what new products are being developed and how those are going to improve clinical outcomes. You know, how does the science that I'm learning as an undergrad really affect and make a positive difference in the world? That was just a a mind-blowing experience because when in the science thing, when you're doing your undergrad, you're learning all the principles and the theories and how to test and write and hypothesize, but they don't usually show you the big picture of how that fits in for innovation, for abundance, Mm -hmm. and to create positive effects and change. Well, it's really neat. Uh, you know, it's it, you you connected the dots, and and now you're you're finding yourself in a in, in the field. Tell us, Susan, what do you think a hot topic that needs to be on every leader's agenda today in healthcare, and how are you approaching it? You know, that's a really tough question to only narrow it down to one. <laughs> um, Agreed. I would say that innovation is probably the biggest piece that we need to be thinking of as leaders looking at tomorrow. And the reason behind that is because the speed of change is continuing to increase so fast. There was a a YouTube video I watched once on what happened BG. And and I wondered to myself, what does BG stand for? And it was about before Google. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) BG, I love that. (laughs) Me too. It was a a really fascinating YouTube video. And they were talking about the world before Google and how, you know, with paper and once upon a time, you used to put the little letter in the mail and then you would wait for it to get to its destination and then it would come back and then you'd be able to action on it as a business person. Mm-hmm. Now with the tools and the techniques and all of the communication that we have, the speed of change is so much more rapid 
we need to be thinking and setting aside some thinking time in our own businesses and our own clinics to go, okay, well, what are the trends I'm seeing? What do I need to be mindful of to be successful and innovate and think about what's coming as a trend in the future? I think that's super interesting. And and uh, the BG is, uh, is intriguing. You'll have to share that link with us. We'll share it in the show notes. I will have to dig that one out. <laughs> one of the coolest ones. So now that we're in the AG uh, uh, period of things, innovation's key and it's changed. Give us an example of, of how you feel it's being done right uh, in our space and healthcare. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of meeting some really cool people through some of my social media outreach. And some people are taking these key pieces of technologies to a new level, even something as simple as once upon a time, which was not that long ago, you would take a patient from uh, point A to point B, which might be they moved. And you would have, as a, as a physician, no record unless they could provide it to you or no record unless they were willing to pay for the other doctor to marry that up with you know, the, the courier system. But now with so many electronic records and whatnot, and the accessibility is so important, we don't even think about some of this stuff. Blockchain, I was having a conversation with a gentleman uh, who was using blockchain technology to assist refugees with one of the key elements, and I know that's not a healthcare related piece, but it feeds back in. One of the key pieces that a refugee has as their challenge is identification because they often lose their identification along their journey to get to wherever they're going. So along the journey, if you use blockchain technology, when they get to a refugee camp or something, they can prove that they really are who they say they are. So when you have a patient that might move or a patient that needs to be referred out, how do we keep the integrity and the privacy of the records and continue to move this along so that every piece of information that the next physician needs to have in clinic is perfectly there and accessible? There's a lot of great people doing wonderful things on that, for, as an example. I think that's neat. Yeah. And, and I think people are still struggling to, to find applications of blockchain. I mean, in the day-to-day practice, in the day-to-day business, I feel like it's still kind of a black box, so it's it's uh, it's neat to 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 find examples such as this, and, and even still, right? A lot of questions uh, remain around blockchain and and what exactly it is and how to use it. So, uh, neat to hear that example and and how it's translatable to patients. What are your thoughts on 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 the other front? Uh, can you share a time when you had a setback and uh, and what you learned from that setback? Ah, yes. Failure. I think Google's phrase is fail forward and fail fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, When I, 20 years ago, uh, I want to say almost 20 years ago now, because we're in 2019, I started with a company called Bioniche. And I got there about three days after I arrived and started working with the company. Uh, They got a letter where their vaccine had been going through its final licensing trial. And unfortunately, uh, the licensing trial had failed. And so you you have to go right all the way back to step one to try and make sure you understand all the the things that went right and all the things that went wrong. And and that particular project, that vaccine was uh, a a license in, in Murphy's Law. Everything that could have gone wrong with that project seemed to go wrong. I'm sure it didn't. 
but it really wow. did. And, and so you're testing all of the systems that as a corporation or as an entrepreneur that you've put in place and you're finding the holes, right? Okay, so we took it from point A to point B to point C, but I think we missed a, a B.1. So for the next product that comes through the pipeline, it needs this phase, this step in order to make it a success. And so one of the key pieces uh, that was interesting and, and in an outcome perspective is that when you are developing a product in the pharmaceutical space, it takes a long time to get to market, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of investment in human capital to get something. And in this particular case, the one thing that was very interesting for an outcome is that the client avatar had changed. The market had shifted just enough where some of the key stakeholders uh, were no longer as interested in backing or purchasing this product as they had been years earlier. Yeah, it's a a, a conundrum to, to, to be in as a company, especially after all of that investment. And, and so, you know, what do you do? You're, you're in that situation. What do you do? Well, that, that's exactly it. And so in, in this particular case, would it have been better to bring some of those uh, people in as stakeholders along the way? Would it have been better to do a little more focus groups, right? To, to really continue that check-in every year or so uh, as you're moving things through the, the development phase? There are a lot of different ways that that could have been addressed there, I I believe. And if you'd had enough resources, it was a smaller enterprise. So if you had enough resources, could you have sped up the process a little bit? Mm -hmm. And therefore, your avatar wouldn't have changed. Yeah. And and Susan, I think you're bringing up a great point, right? A lot of people talk about the... um, the power or the, the value of just putting your head down and working. But the problem in healthcare is that you can't do that. You know, in healthcare, yeah, you got to put your head down and work, but you got to raise your head up, look around, because things are always changing, be it regulations, be it the market, be it whatever. You can't just put your head down and work. You got to look up, look around, look behind you, look sideways. And these focus groups that you're talking about definitely can help to, to, to keep yourself informed, the feedback loop that you need to, to be able to have success and not, ha- not have that happen to you. Well, that's, that's exactly right. And a few weeks ago, I had the privilege of going to a, uh, a workshop down in Texas, a gentleman mm-hmm. by the name of Keith Cunningham, and he is a big proponent of thinking time. I love Keith. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him personally. I've, I've been to one of his uh, <laughs> seminars. He is so funny. He's awesome. <laughs> He's practical. I love his practicality. I have his book on my shelf, actually. Oh, that's perfect. I, I've been uh, on the way down to the seminar. I was reading The Road Less Stupid by Oh, Keith my Bennett. gosh. That is too funny. And, and I got the audio book as well, which uh, I understand from the workshop that I was at. He did not enjoy recording. <laughs> <laughs> he enjoyed writing it. <laughs> uh-huh. He's a very big proponent of thinking time, even included in the workshop that we did was all about planning. So rather than, you know, as an operator in your business, how do you take that step back to an owner in your business and make yes. sure you are doing the planning, the thinking, the really hard work that it doesn't look from the outside very hard because you're sitting in a chair writing. But if you don't do it, the business 
will, will or could very easily fail. So mm-hmm. this seminar, uh, he had us going through myriads of different uh, thinking times. And, and it was great because you come out of it going, that wasn't just information from Keith Cunningham to me. That is now perfectly something I can implement today in my business. Yeah. I think that's super cool. And uh, folks, if you haven't had a chance to, uh, to dive into Keith, uh, definitely uh, take Susan's notes on this. Uh, the Road Less Stupid is a book that, that I really enjoyed. I've, uh, and there's writing exercises in there. In fact, I, I, uh, as, as I was putting together the podcast and what I was doing here for, for you guys and gals, uh, I did some exercises out of the road less stupid. So definitely take some notes from Susan on that. We'll provide a link here in the show notes. So, so Susan, what, what would you say one of your proudest uh, leadership experiences has been in healthcare? Proudest leadership experiences. That's a tough one. I would say helping the physicians who have developed some sort of a uh, product or a service for an unmet need that they've seen and bringing that to market so that they can successfully commercialize that. I'm more on the the back end of things, right? These guys are key opinion leaders and they're amazing individuals and they really are uh, thinking ahead. And so to be able to help them bring something that will help a patient, whether it's get out of pain or be disease free, that's amazing. I love that so much. That, you know, I think that's awesome that you that you've uh, you've had that experience. You've helped them be able to commercialize. We all have our talents, and and the key is being able to make sure you could pair your talents up with somebody else in healthcare that has opposing talents, so you could get you could create some pretty amazing things. Susan, you're obviously doing that. Tell us about an exciting project that you're focused on today. An exciting project. Um... Well, uh, the most exciting thing I would say is about um, a mastermind. So I have discovered in all of my dealings with various business development people and uh, you know PhDs and DVMs and MDs and all these, these things that uh, there is a space where there's an unknown. And so a lot of people in a clinical setting, in an academic setting going, I have this great idea but I have no idea how to take the great idea and move it to the next phase. I don't have any idea what it would cost. I don't know what implications there are for intellectual property. I have no idea what's needed from a regulatory perspective. And so right now I'm actually creating a new mastermind for that particular space. And I'm I'm really excited about it because it's getting people uh, for networking opportunities. It's, being able to take the people in my network who are the subject matter experts and be able to push them a little bit more uh, forward facing to connect with all these individuals who really need clarity. And, and that's the key element here. They need clarity on what does it take to get me from point A to point B. So that's, that for me is, the, is one of the most exciting things because if we can bring more innovations to market, then we have more things that will help to solve the problems for the patients. Love it. I think that's such a great idea, Susan, and, and kudos to you for, for putting that group together. And listeners, by the way, you know, that's why we do this is so you could have your own personal mastermind group 
with the Outcomes Rocket guests like Susan sharing all the things that they're awesome at. But the good thing is that we also ask our, our guests to share best ways to get in touch with them or follow their work. So at the end of this, you'll have a chance to figure out how to get in touch with Susan. Maybe there's an open spot there in the mastermind for you. So Susan, getting close to the end here, let's pretend you and I are building a, a healthcare business course on what it takes to be successful in healthcare, the 101 of Susan Goebel. So I've got four questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Preventative medicine, making sure that it is delivered in such a way that it reduces friction so it can be optimized. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Assumptions. Mm, Love that. How do you stay relevant despite constant change? Making sure that you're looking at other industries in order to be collaborative. You never know where the best next idea is going to come from. What is the one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? Thinking time. Love that. So what book would you recommend to the listeners, Susan? Well, you know, I was going to recommend The Road Less Stupid, but I feel like we <laughs> talked about that. So I'm going to change and I'm going to say that, you know, the, you and I were talking before we were recording this about Bold and Abundance by Peter, mm. uh, Peter Diamantes. Yes. Awesome books. Love that. I've read Abundance, not Bold. Folks, uh, take a dive into those books. Definitely some great recommendations from Susan. Uh, we'll provide links to those in the show notes. Just go to outcomesrocket.health in the search bar. Just type in Susan and you'll see Susan up there. If you want to type in Susan Goebel, it's G-O-E-B-E-L. You'll get all the show notes, a full transcript, links to all the things that we've discussed. Everything's there. So make sure you visit outcomesrocket.health for that. Um, Susan, this has been a, a total great time. I've really enjoyed our, our discussion. If you can just leave us with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could uh, get in touch with and follow your work. My, my closing thought to your listeners would be to take that time to read some of the books, whether they're the ones we've talked about on this episode or some of the amazing recommendations from your other guests, continuing that, that development, not only in the medical space, but in the business space and the mindset space as well, I think we'll propel health to the next level on a continual basis. And, and so can I give your listeners a free 30 minute consultation with me? Would that be of any benefit? Absolutely. How do they get it? How do they get a hold of it? Well, why don't we put the link right in the show notes? So uh, www.susangobel.ca slash rocket, but I'm sure we can put that link in there. Outstanding. There you have it, folks. If you have a project you're working on, having trouble getting it off the ground, Susan just offered you 30 minutes of her time. Now, Susan, that might be dangerous. Your your phone may be ringing off the hook. Are you yeah, sure you want to do this? Somebody. <laughs> I love Are you sure you want to do this? Forward. All right. There you go, folks. So she said yes, and she's going to follow through. So if you reach out to Susan, uh, by all means, she's going to take, take her offer and give that to you 30 minutes of her time to try to work through your problem with some good thinking. Susan, very generous of you. Thank you for doing that. No problem. Thank you very much. So folks, there you have it. Susan Goebel, a, a privilege speaking with you today and uh, definitely looking forward to uh, staying in touch. So this has been amazing. I really have appreciated your time. 
Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.